This episode of the Pocket Now Weekly is brought to you by Ops Genie. How many times have you made a mistake today? Frankly, we all make them, but some messes are worse than others. So if you want to get your devs and ops teams alerted and ready to go when things turn wrong with your business, get Ops Genie. Because with Ops Genie, your next incident doesn't stand a chance. Visit OpsGenie.com to sign up for a free company account for up to five team members. No credit card required. That's O-P-S-G-E-N-I-E. Never miss an alert again with Ops Genie from Atlassian. Hey everybody, I'm Joshua Vergari and we're rolling out looking for America's greatest diners, drive-ins, and actually it's not that show because we're just making a joke here because it's episode triple three of the weekly (laughs) brought to you by Pocket Now and XDA developers recorded on Friday the 22nd of November 2018, Black Friday, if you will. Happy Thanksgiving to those who celebrated, but a special greeting to those of you out there who might be listening to us in your cars as you escape the droves of people just trying to get into the Walmarts or the Targets or the Best Buys of the world here on Black Friday as it is upon us. I am Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? And we have our crew of gentlemen back in the helm, uh, Jaime Rivera and Brandon Miniman. How's it going, guys? Doing good. Hello. <laughs> um, quick shout out. I, I don't think I did this over the last couple of episodes, but quick shout out to Helena Stone for that one episode that she did with us while I was gone. Uh, but on that vein, we also have another guest today as well. We want to give a really warm welcome. She's been with us before, but in the year or so since then, she has not only proven herself to be one of the brightest voices on Tech Critique on YouTube, <laughs> there you go, but she's grown her clout with some of the biggest names on it, like Casey Neistat. You know, when we when I saw you at the OnePlus 6T event, yeah. I was you saw me I was like should I say hi to Casey should I say hi to Casey and you're over there like hey what's up Casey <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's nothing but tech 88 aka Jacqueline Dallas thank Welcome. you for having me on yeah thank you so thank happy you. to see you um what's in the background there like where are you located you know it's actually I get asked this all the time like is it a green screen is it real it's like trees and stuff it looks good I think it's a little overexposed though the Logitech C20 is ah. not doing an amazing job but yeah, it, it looks really good in A-roll and stuff. Try yeah. a MacBook Pro's webcam. That'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the want, worst. Or if you want that and a terrible uh, angle, you can use this one here. The <laughs> oh, my the God. The nose camera. cam. The nose cam. <laughs> I finally used it on one of my daily video chats with my girlfriend, and she's like, change the camera. I don't want to see this. <laughs> I don't want to see this right now. <laughs> and it's the day after Thanksgiving, so after all of the crazy eating, I, I know my body hates me right now. <laughs> so, okay. Yep, a little bit. I'm on, I'm on a diet, so no. <laughs> all right cool um oh yeah that um and that was the maybook x pro uh, a little bit of a note from jules i want to make sure to give him a shout out he is in the booth today so you might be hearing from him as he chimes in in our chat all right so we are going to jump into our stories for today we have quite a bit of them uh, but we are going to go through some black friday stuff as well but let's start off with a phone that is coming up um and apparently the samsung galaxy s10 lineup it's not just going to be one phone or two phones it might even be up to three phones, uh, are slated to be announced um, or at least presented at CES 2019, which, I mean, after all of the stuff we've been through over the last couple of months, uh, to to say that we're looking forward to CES 2019 might be a little bit of a stretch. It's been a crazy few months, and it's only getting worse. What are you talking about a stretch? Have you any idea how many weeks are left for that? I know exactly. I'm already overwhelmed, and we're not even there. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, so with them being presented at CES 2019, they might even be available for purchase as early as February. So this wow. isn't even going to be an MWC-type device anymore uh, like they used to be. Well, the, the, the thing is, uh, there are separate rumors. Uh, one of them is like, yes, we're going to see them at CES, but then the other is like, we're going to see another unit, an extra unit. Like, uh, mm. let's call that the Galaxy S10 Ultra, Yeah, I, I heard about oh, that. Oh, God. Yeah, so that's apparently the, the one that's slated for MWC, which is the one with 5G and uh, what else was it? It had six cameras. Yeah, six cameras. cameras. Yes, that is our that is our new frontier. Apparently, yeah, uh, with so Samsung. Yeah, so cameras and all these new phones. Exactly. Well, okay, Jacqueline, oh, did you watch the developer conference? Uh, Samsung's at all? Yeah, I watched. Or do some you, of do it. you know? You watched some of it. Okay, so six cameras. This whole like punch, like hole punch. Like, yeah, like, I saw not, that. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on this S10? What it might bring to the table. You know, honestly, so I've been a fan of, like, Samsung Galaxy devices for, like, the past couple of years. I really feel like they're doing a great job. And the cameras, especially for me, like, I take photos all the time on my smartphone. They're really good. So five or six, right? I feel like yeah, six is, apparently. like, a, it's a lot, right? But if they can Keeps actually do something with it and not just use it as, like, a marketing line, I'd be, like, excited to see it. Someone's head is exploding, I feel like, because it's, 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 it's going to be four on the back. We already had the Mate 20 Pro, which yeah. looked like we call it the stove on the back. Um, and then you have the front facing camera. But now there's going to be two selfie cameras. Yeah. So Dude, maybe I'm, angle. I'm a huge fan of the wide angle, though. Yeah. Like, I'll be down for that. If the if it's a wide angle on the front with the audio quality that we've come to expect from Samsung. Uh, and 2K cameras, video recording and stabilization, which the Pixel you doesn't have. Did you yeah. notice that the Pixel the Pixel doesn't have stabilization on video with that wide? Yeah, it doesn't. Um, that's yeah. the, it's like the biggest missed opportunity. But I, I will like, say this: what? <laughs> the Pixel is definitely a camera. It's not a camcorder. Yeah, um, I agree with the that. Weird, the, the main cameras are great for video. Don't get me wrong. But if you're vlogging with that front, uh, you're not gonna have a good time. Yeah, they focus more so on photography, especially because if you look at like the audio quality on it too, definitely not the focus there. Yeah, no. it's 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 a jarring change. I, I just released my review of the Pixel finally, uh, asking who is this for. And there's a section where I, I record it with the front-facing camera. The audio like goes from here to like below the floor. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. a huge change. Anyway, we're getting we're getting off topic here. Brandon, uh, your thoughts on the new Samsung Galaxy S10 potentially? Every year, there's a rumor that the phone's going to come out. The Galaxy S. The, the, the phone's going to come out earlier and earlier, like January, February. Mm -hmm. But this year, I think they're actually going to bring it out early because it's the 10th version, and there are going to be big changes finally, and I think they're going to be significant. Yeah, but, so don't, but don't, don't you think they need to take more time? I mean, I don't know. I, it's, I, I think that the more they space the phone, the better. I mean, if they launch at CES, with, like I've got enough phones to review for like MWC next year. Yes. Like, I've, I've got so much stuff right now. It's like, damn it. Like, I don't want to do another comparison because I need just I just need to get done with these reviews. So by the time CES happens, like, there is still buzz for products that we're currently covering. Yeah, I mean, that's actually really true. Yeah. Uh, do you have a huge queue still, Jacqueline? I don't I have yeah. I, I don't know what I your last ten, phone was. <laughs> I think I have like 10 videos I have to make within like the next month. Oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah, I'm trying to like be like zen about all of it and be like, I'll get to it when I get to it. But then it obviously, you know, it it, it doesn't stop. Like it, it'll never stop. Yeah, and, and oh, we boy. keep getting invitations, man. It's like, yeah, which is awesome. <laughs> like, like, 
It's great. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I still get excited for all the events. I don't know. You've been doing it for a while. <laughs> no, I do too. I do too. It's just I I love a break. Like every now and then it goes crazy, crazy, crazy. Like you do MWC. It's insane, but it's probably my favorite show. And then it's done. And then you have like a couple of weeks like chill, like for the next two to three weeks. Where right now it's like they don't want to stop. And then they've got their holiday deals. And then every, all PR is like pitching back like, uh, but, but how about your list for the holidays? And how about your list? And like, God, like, really? You want more videos? Like, yeah, please keep <laughs> us in mind for your holiday guide. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that whole thing. I'm, I'm new to that. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I've been getting those emails as well. Um, so, uh, Jules is telling me here that, um, you know, speaking of one of Samsung's competitors, just, just kind of staying on the topic of CES, um, we might be seeing maybe LG come out the woodwork because apparently they're keynoting the entire show, which I didn't know until now. And I'm like, Okay, that's a bit of a push. Yeah. <laughs> would we see the foldable Galaxy or at least the LG foldable well, at CES? Well, like, well, but that's that... a... So let's remember the LG G Flex. It was owned. Like, every CES we had a G Flex. True. That's true. You yeah. know? And so uh, I think it's it's probably time for it to come back. Yeah. With, like, with like a Snapdragon 835 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause, and cause that's... Something, something has to go wrong. Like, I'm serious. Like, what now, LG? <laughs> like, yeah. what are you going to miss now? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, shifting gears a little bit, uh, going from, uh, I mean, CES is obviously something that we're going to talk about going down the pipe, but let's go into the past a little bit when we talk about Apple. Uh, so Apple, apparently, even though they're never going to give out the official numbers, apparently, based upon a couple of moves that they're making, perhaps the current phones are not really selling as well as they were hoping. Um, out in Japan, uh, the Wall Street Journal says that uh, Apple is doing its best to boost the sales of the phone, but another report is claiming that Apple has resumed production of the iPhone 10. Yeah. Not the not the 10s, but the really? past model. Mhm. Mm uh so, I mean, during the keynote, didn't they show all of the like last four generations of phones and said here here's the lineup that we have? Like I thought that they took the 10 off the list though. Yeah, oh, they did. I don't remember. Oh, they okay. Did. Well, apparently, yeah. Okay, so Jules is saying they did. Um, uh, past models are usually produced when there's enough uh, demand to justify that, and apparently there might be just enough demand. Or well, maybe what they're doing is they want the 10 line to include the 10s. They just want to have sales go up no matter what way yeah. they do it. Yeah, and honestly, they, they, it's a lot they, of the they, same materials too because it's just like an S upgrade. So mm -hmm. they probably have a lot of inventory left. May as well like make it. Yeah, no. I mean, the last time I think Apple did that was like with the iPhone 4. They had this like variant in India that was of lesser specs for the iPhone 4. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 so it was at the time of the iPhone 4S and iPhone 5 already. Um, and then they decided to still produce the 4, but it wasn't available in all markets. So that's, that's interesting. They have a contract to produce a certain number or to buy a certain number of screens uh, from their display manufacturers. And so they have to buy those anyway. So they're not going to build the 10s, 10s Max, 10R. They're going to put that into to another phone that might actually sell a little better. But but another thing that I heard about that that the news in Japan was that, you know, they were like highly subsidizing the 10R. Yes, that's like Apple was highly like offering crazy incentives for Japan to sell the 10R. Yeah, honestly, I'm kind of surprised. Like I really thought that the 10R was going to sell well just because like I feel like for the general consumer is there enough difference to justify a $1,000 phone? I don't think so. Like, I really thought that it was going to do pretty well, and I'm surprised that it's not selling that well, at least in like the U.S. I, I kind of knew that it wasn't going to do well. Uh, and the reason why is because 
Budget phones, nothing that's budget, like anything that's budget in this planet costs 700 bucks, let alone 800. Yes. Yeah. Th- that's not budget territory, like at all. I mean, their entry-level iPad is 350 bucks. There's a five, nearly $500 price difference between that and their phone. Yeah, yeah like, it's It's just, no. Like, if that iPhone would have been priced at 550 or 650 which was the price of every iPhone before that, like, like right now I'm, I'm working on the OnePlus 6T review, and it's like, it's hilarious that the OnePlus 6T right now is still $100 less expensive than every iPhone that's ever been sold. Yeah. Mm. Every, like, that's every probably. iPhone was always priced at 650 But I feel like it's so, different because... Like, mm-hmm. people buy iPhones for the software and the ecosystem. Like, I feel like all Apple products are always more expensive than we all think that they should be, but people are still buying it for, like, the ecosystem and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And and, and there are companies like Sprint and, and Team. Sprint particularly has this deal where it's like iPhone forever, where you get a, a new iPhone every year and you pay, like, a monthly thing. And then Apple has that... Uh, uh, how do you call iPhone they, upgrade they, plan? They have that iPhone upgrade plan where you can swap your iPhone every year and you also get Apple Care. So yeah, I'm actually are... on that plan and it works. Oh really? Me. Really? Yeah, because I always use an iPhone and an Android phone, so it just like made sense. Like because I'm like always reviewing the new one, it made sense to just like do that plan. Yeah, yeah, no, and and I mean you get Apple Care. I mean that alone makes that deal really good. But I didn't think that 10R was gonna sell. I'm like the the colors are pretty. Um, but I mean, Brandon can tell you, I mean, Brandon really loves that phone. Oh, please. I've been using it for the last week. Jaime's, Jaime forced me to use it for the last week and it's just not worth 750. The camera actually oh. is quite terrible. Oh no. <laughs> I had some hopes for that camera because it's, it's a, it's a, it's a quote unquote cheaper Apple, but. Oh Wait boy. a second. I thought the camera was good. Yeah. I thought the camera right. was the same as the 10S. Me too, but it's not. Um, it's oh. just. It's worse, um, especially in low light. You take a, a low light picture, and there's a good amount of light, but then you zoom in, and there's just noise and soft detail, and it's just it's not as good as the tennis. I think you're just predisposed. You really hate that phone. <laughs> no, I, I approach it with an open mind, Jaime. Come on. <laughs> Unbiased. As he takes a drink, did you see that? <laughs> gulp. 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 <laughs> All right. So, um, well, the... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just it, this. This brings up the question for me, and I think this could be the final thought on this particular story. Like we were saying during our reviews, I did the 10s Max review here at Pocket Now for uh, for anyone, and then the iPhone 10 review came out very recently, Jaime from Jaime. Yeah. Um, and the whole question was, do you upgrade? from the iPhone 10 to the 10s and it was kind of a hard question to answer but now if you're look if the iPhone 10 is back in production like is that the phone you get other than instead of the 10s I, I, mean, I, 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 I would not get the 10 yeah I would like, get the really? 10 either I would okay. not like that camera was bad that mm. camera was really bad like you get a 10s and like dude in my comparison I was like okay the the differences are significant okay yeah, in, in the camera department alone, the, the differences are significant. And everything else, no. I mean, I no. don't think that the camera was, like, terrible on the 10, but I feel like now with the 10s out, I don't think it's worth the short-term price difference to buy an older phone. True okay, that. That's fair. Yeah. True that. But it's it's just, like, it, the, the iPhone 10's camera was bad compared to every Android phone that launched last year. Like... It didn't matter what I compared it to, and then we had Pixel Two XL, and then and then the and then the P twenty Pro came. It's such such good cameras on phones, and then the Galaxy S nine also killed it. And I was like, oh my god, 
Poor, poor iPhone. I'm sorry. <laughs> even, even, oh my God. So even, in, even the OnePlus Six in dynamic range would just destroy. It would just obliterate the iPhone Ten in dynamic range. Mm, yeah. Uh, I do. I do remember that. That's something that I've always. That's something that I haven't enjoyed about the 10s Max is that uh, pictures are always like they're not flat because because they they don't lack in color, but they lack in contrast. Yeah. So flat flat's not really the term, but that's what they were going for. They were going for high shadows and making sure that everything was exposed right using their like smart HDR, and it just made for pictures that just it's not the way I would edit them. They they just aren't. Um, but I so. feel like yeah, like I agree with that I do a lot of camera comparisons on my channel. And like when I was looking at especially video um, of the OnePlus 6 and um, the iPhone XS, uh, the OnePlus 6 was so saturated that it was kind of hard to like bring that back and tone it down. Whereas mm-hmm. like the iPhone, it wasn't great to start out, but I feel like you have a little bit more editing flexibility than a phone yeah. that oversaturates and like over yeah. adds contrast. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, all right. So we have a few more stories here. Um, let's, uh, let, let, let's talk about uh, one of our old friends, Moto. Uh, I did the review of the Z3, um, and I'm actually. It made me happy to see the picture on the article here. That's that's my hand, and that's my table. Um, <laughs> you love that but, phone, didn't you? Oh man, it was great. Um, it's it's uh, it's over there somewhere uh, where I'm never going to remember it again. But the <laughs> the phone, it was just weird to review a Z device without any mods. Um, so it's not necessarily the fault of anybody. It's just the phone did not come with mods. So I wasn't really able to give the full experience of it. And one thing that kind of made me sad about the Moto Z3 was that this is supposed to be the last time that the current Moto mods were going to be supported. Apparently, that's changing because with the Moto Z4, apparently the current Moto mods will be supported by it. And uh, it's it's still kind of it's not truly confirmed yet, but um, obviously Moto is trying to create more devices that will support the eventual 5G Moto mod. So, of course, everyone is really excited about 5G. We're going to hear a ton about it pretty soon. Um, And uh, apparently, this particular device, codenamed Odin, is only going to be on Verizon again. It's the only carrier that has this word that is associated with it. So it's going to be another Verizon exclusive. It's not going to be a wide seller because of that. You know, it. I don't know. There's this whole thing that we have here where we think that Moto does make some pretty cool devices. They have pretty cool concepts. Um, but yeah, the um, it just doesn't seem like they're. It seems like they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when it comes to some of these choices, um, any thoughts on a Moto Z4? Are you happy for Moto mods to be continued? You know, I actually I've always kind of liked Motorola devices, but I've never actually tried out any of them with like the mods and stuff. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I feel like you have more expertise in this. I've never. I've only tried out like the Moto G5. Like they're more budget options. Oh, gotcha. The G's still manage to be pretty cool devices. Like as far as far as pricing goes, yeah, and, you know totally the, agree. yeah. But the Z's, they're like they're trying really hard, and it just doesn't seem like they're executing perfectly. But you kind of give them that nod, that that pat on the shoulder for being like, okay, you're you're trying. Moto is the new HTC. That's all I'm gonna say. They're, oh boy, <laughs> they're they're making some decisions that are just I'm like what like Snapdragon 835 on that you know on that latest Z uh, mm-hmm. you know like PR not sending any Moto mods I'm like what am I supposed to play with here because the only, the reason I don't have Moto mods is because they asked for them back after the Z2 review yeah and so I was like what do you want me to do this with like that was one thing and then the other I'm not gonna go buy these things like are you crazy. Uh, and and then you know some of these Moto mods weren't really great. Like the Hasselblad was really bad. That uh, one was a disappointment for sure. Yeah, like, I thought that I'm, was I'm, be better. 
Yeah, I'm shocked that Hasselblad was willing to put their brand on that thing. Like, I, I like there are regular cameras, like regular smartphone cameras to take better photos. But mm-hmm. I, I guess for me, it's just they made certain decisions, like that shatter shield display on the previous model, non-optional. Like, that's all you get, which means, like, my, my review unit is scratched AF. It's really bad. And, you know, for some people, that's great. I don't care about Shatter Shield. And so it's just they keep doing these weird things, really weird things that, you know, are not trendy at all. Very experimental. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of experimental, um, Jules just uh, just mentioned that uh, the Z4 might be using a non-5G version of a future potential uh, processor, the Snapdragon 855, which to me is like, Okay, I get it that you want to to cut the costs and then put those costs into promoting the 5G Moto Mod. That that itself is going to be more money on top of yeah, a device like that could or thing. yeah, like it, that's going to be more money on top of a device that could already support 5G out of, uh, out of the box. Yeah, but yeah. then you want to have this extra piece on the back. But and, it's 5G upgradable, so you know that's that's an exciting marketing line. Well, this was the thing that I was saying earlier on when we were when we really were getting into 5G talk, and I know everyone's kind of sick of like some 5G talk and whatnot. But this is this is really where our industry is going to be going. So two, three years from now, when your internet is really fast, you're going to thank us for really diving into this kind of topic. Um, but what I was saying before was, wouldn't it be a bad idea to have something like a separate peripheral for 5G when processors are already going to be supporting it? At, at, at the earliest six months from now. Yeah. Mm. And that's exactly what's happening in a moto right now. <laughs> like, yeah, and then that adds, like, thickness and cost. And, like, what if you forget it? I don't know. I don't think that's, like, the best decision to do that. Neither. Neither. But, you know, it could just tell us something. I, I don't know. If you guys remember, every single time that there's been a deployment of a new G, it requires this, like, uh, there's this, like, growing curve. And so if you remember, like, when the HTC Thunderbolt came out, probably too many years ago, uh, it had the, like the modem was completely separate from the chipset. Mm. Um, it wasn't until later that they were a- able to integrate the modem into the chip. And so uh, obviously there was it was very it was not optimized at all. Like it was bad. It was really bad. So I don't know, man. I, I, I have a feeling that 5G might not necessarily. Uh, I, I think that there's going to be that we probably will go through a stage where Probably next year's phones will not necessarily either. I, I don't think many phones will bring 5G next year. Like I, f- I feel that they'll be 5G capable, uh, or the, it, it'll probably be optional, and you pay extra for that variant that includes the 5G. And, I, and I'm, and I'm, I, I don't know. I could just smell that the modem is going to be like a separate chip in the phone if you buy it, or I don't know, man, something like that. It's also the infrastructure might not even be fully in place exactly to take advantage of it. Um, so, uh, final question for everybody. So are we thinking that it's better to just sort of upgrade this upcoming year and sit out all of the first-gen 5G phones? Uh, Mm. Just kind of sit out all of the ones that are really pushing 5G super hard and just not worry about them for now? I would say that if you live in a city that is likely to get 5G sooner, like, you know, San Francisco, um, New York, then, yeah, get a 5G phone because you're going to have access to that a lot sooner. But if you're in, like, the middle of farm country then you should probably wait a long time or significantly longer. <laughs> but, but see, but see, that's the thing. So the whole 5G wave is the fact that getting connectivity to this farm country is going to be easier because, of the, be easier. because of the millimeter wave. Uh, but it's, going to take, it's still going to take longer for them to bring it out there. True that, true that. But, you know, millimeter wave has that advantage. It's literally HF frequency to a certain degree. 
I, I guess. And so it's it's easier to spread it out. Like, you know, I don't know. To get yeah, to get it out there. But they have to build to make that happen. And also I feel um, like it like depends on pricing too. Like how much more expensive is it gonna be to get five G and is that really worth it to you? Well, a hot take from you then. Um uh Speaking of first-gen devices, we're talking first-gen 5G. How about first-gen foldables? <laughs> like, would you be down for that? First-gen, are you going to be an early adopter, or are you going to tell people, let's chill and make sure that it's good first? You know, um, I think for the general consumer that doesn't have a ton of money to spend or isn't going to get a ton of devices, um, I don't think that they should do it because I feel like there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of durability issues, and it's going to be really expensive. For me, when I'm constantly reviewing a new phone like every single month, I'm definitely going to want to try it. And also, like, years ago, I always wanted a phone that was, like, small and then could, like, slide out to be full size. And this is, like, a little different, but I feel like it's a similar idea. So, like, that gets me excited that we're moving in a way to get, like, a small form factor but a big screen when we want it. I'm definitely going to want to try it, but I think that the Samsung one is, like, what was it, like, 1300 or something like that? Something like that, yeah. yeah. It's expensive. Yeah, so... I just don't, I don't think that's good for the general consumer, especially a first gen product when second gen is probably going to be significantly better. Okay. Um, I, I agree completely with Jacqueline that this, this, this is not going to be for um, the general public. But for us, it's like the dream. It's what we've been waiting for for a very long time. This form, this form factor <laughs> where you have a phone device that can transform into a tablet when you yeah. need more screen real estate. It's, it's something we've been dreaming about. I gotta use it. You know, I think I think I'm just still no. hurt by the by the axon. <laughs> I'm still yes, hurt by the axon. Yes, but the, the problem I, I don't know, man. I, I think that this is a solution in search of a problem. Because you can buy very cheap Amazon Fire tablets right now for like two hundred bucks. You but can do you buy want to carry around two devices? <laughs> Listen, I, I mean we've been doing it. We've been doing it for so long, you know. Uh it's just the thing about it is, do you really want to haul a thick phone in your pocket just because you can turn it into a tablet is the That's question. That's a good point, yeah. That is the question. So it, back in the day when we used to use like the slider smartphones, it made sense because all of us were carrying this dumb holster in our, in our belts. <laughs> and so the phone will fall in there and it wouldn't go into our pocket. And, you know, iPhones changed that where the phone became much slimmer. There was no secondary, uh, uh, you know portion or surface and so you were able to put it in your pocket and not worry and so the holsters died like they, they were they died and so the question is are you really like if you grab the Nexon M and you try to put it in your pocket that thing does not look good like at all yeah well that's that's a phone from like three years ago in like five years from now these foldable phones will be the same size as regular phones and they will they will open up it, I mean it's got there's gonna be no compromises it's gonna be the same kind of footprint as a regular phone <laughs> But it opens up to have a tablet. But I don't. Amazing. I don't feel that's going to happen, Brandon, because battery technology is not there yet. Battery can only batteries have only gotten denser, but not significantly. So every single technology in the world has has miniaturized. Every single one except batteries. Yeah, battery uh, technology is like one of the most like one of the things that we actually need the most, like long battery yeah. life. And there's been so little improvement. Exactly. Like exactly. Period. Exactly. And so if you think about it, the biggest problem when you have three displays on a product is you need more battery. So where are you going to stuff that? <laughs> That's true. It's going to have like, it's going to have like two hours of screen on time with both screens. Uh, uh, we're going to go ahead and pick up the pace a little bit for our final stories on this segment since they are all pretty light. Uh, but I want to give one quick shout out. That last story about the Moto Mods and the Moto Z4 was made possible by XDA developers who reported on many of the details behind that story. So uh, good shout out to you guys, uh, XDA. All right. So, um, 
you mentioned uh, HTC a little while ago, Jaime, so let's uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Jaime okay. used it as an insult. <laughs> what? No, no, no. Um, okay, so HTC apparently, um, so they haven't gone away, um, and the U13 is apparently going to be a thing, but there is going to be a shift in how the U13, the theoretical U13 will be, um, will be put out. And apparently it's not going to be a flagship anymore. It might become something else. It might become more of a mid-flagship. Um, and uh, according to a source at Fandroid, uh, it's going to follow the U12+, Plus, but it's going to be not a full flagship phone. Um, is this a move that... Now, granted, hopefully the price will be a little bit lower, but is this is this a shift that we're okay with with HTC, or is this even more of the uh, nails in the coffin, as 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 it were? Nails in the coffin. <laughs> Did you see Jaime's face? I, I hope oh, that came just, up on the stream. <laughs> uh, it's just, I love HTC. I just I, I I grabbed the U12 Plus, and I'm like, my God, what were you guys thinking? Like, all you needed to do was to grab the the U10. Or what was the, 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 no, not the U11. Yeah, the poor space one. Yeah, just grab the U11 and, you know, put it on H2H screen over that design. And that's going to be a great phone. But no, they they came up with this, like, these, like, weird capacitive buttons that work horribly and that you could peel off. Uh, they came up with, like, like it's funny because uh, my, my, our colleague here, Sam, I gave him the phone initially for him to do the Spanish review. And he's like, I'm done. Here. Have it back. <laughs> that was his response. It was like, I don't want to use that thing. So, I don't know, man. You know, honestly, I still have like a soft spot for um, HTC because I love their M8 with like the boom sound speakers. And I feel like oh, yeah. at that point, they were still like kind of a player in the industry. As I struggle with these headphones. Um, they were kind of Jacqueline, a player. Are those the, are those the Pixel Buds? No, they're... Okay, so what happened is as I was like on my way to the office, I was like, oh, no, I forgot headphones. I went out and I bought these like cheap $15 headphones and they are actually oh. the worst. <laughs> um, anyways, no. So I, I have like a soft spot for them, but the last couple of years, I don't know what they've been up to, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Brandon, you've been uh, like, like as it were, you know, you returned to this particular stage. Have you been watching the HTC, let's say, <laughs> growth or degrowth, if we can put it that way? Um, after the amazing original HTC One, the M7, I tried the Eight and all of the subsequent phones, and I just stopped. I gave up because they were all, they all uh, were disappointing. So I, I've stopped. You know, HTC was on top a long time ago, but I, I've, I've stopped caring since the M1 or the M7. And it's so sad because like XDA developers, like the name XDA came from a sub-brand from HTC. Yep. That's you know, but yeah. Oh, yeah. XD, so XDA, uh, uh, Qtech, uh, iMate, uh, all these were HTC sub-brands. Here's a fun fact. Um, uh, O2, which is a carrier in Europe, came out with the XDA phone, which was a spin on the, the phrase PDA, you know, personal digital assistant. Mm -hmm. the, X, the X was supposed to imply extreme, so the extreme <laughs> digital assistant. And so that was the original XDA device, and I don't think a lot of people know that. Yep. It's a little fun. Yeah, do you have one? Do you, do, do you have one? No, but Wikipedia does. If you, <laughs> I feel like we should hunt that down. <laughs> oh, my God. Get so the, that, that HTC phone particularly had a ton of variants. Like, it was on AT&T. It, it had, like, four buttons on each one on each corner. Uh, yeah. In addition to a D-pad, it was just, it was weird. I, but those were the good times, man. I, I still have a ton of HTC products. I do. 
Uh, and I wish them well. It's just like right now, even with this Pixel 3 XL, which is pretty much an HTC phone if you think about it, uh, I'm like, my God, like I, I could totally tell this was not made by LG and I'm sad. Because th- <laughs> th- there was a time when like, like the Pixel 2 XL was not my favorite looking phone, but it didn't look bad and it felt really light. It felt really good. And, I, and then I grabbed this phone and I'm like, my God, like there are corners cut on this design. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I will concede the design of the Pixel 3 is a, like it, there's so much more that it could have done to streamline the overall design. There are good things about it. It's 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 like I said like I said in my review, it's the most disappointing phone that I use every single day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um all right, so speaking of Google and uh, I'm staring right at my Pixel 3 sitting on the the the, the Pixel stand right now. Google Assistant uh, apparently is now even more integrated into our iPhones yeah, or people people's iPhones. This is kind of cool, actually. Um, a qu- quick warning to anybody who's listening right now and uh, they have their hot words turned on. Uh, apparently now you can activate Siri. And then after you activate Siri, you can program a, a, a phrase. But typically it's, of course, OK, G. OK, Google. Um, damn it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, um, you could say that and whatever comes after that will go straight to Google Assistant as it is installed on an iPhone. Uh, bridging that gap um, just sort of in the iPhones. Like one thing that I loved about the uh, 10s Max review was that I didn't have to feel like I was actually giving up too much because you can download all the Google applications. All the Google ecosystem can work pretty well on an iPhone. And now this is just another step towards that. Yeah. Um, do you even use Siri? Do, I, do, do you use Siri, Jacqueline? I use Siri for reminders. Like, I'm like, Same. I don't want to yeah. trigger it right now. But I say, hey, that name. And then I say, can you set a reminder for, like, whatever time, bring my headphones, which was not successful today, or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> but I never use it for anything else. Same. Okay. It's like set an alarm for tomorrow with this or set an appointment for that or set a, set a reminder. That's pretty much all I use Siri for. That's it. Mm. How about assistants in general? Like, is, is Google Assistant one of those? Uh, I use Google Assistant quite a lot, to be honest. Yeah, so I use really, it often, too. Me, too. So, so I had never used an Echo. There's one behind me, so I can't say the A word right now. Um, <laughs> but I, so I, my God, so I could literally be out in the balcony. And I could, from the balcony, talk to it in, like, whisper tone from a distance mm. And it'll like it, the far field communication from that thing is is wow, it's like, fantastic! It's, it's so good. really good, really really good. And I love so the you fact- know how. Go ahead. Do you know how there's a blue light on the top of the echo? Mm-hmm. If when you trigger the a word, there's a there's a lighter blue light that goes to where it thinks you, it hears the voice. Mm, I hadn't noticed that. It's a fun little another little fun fact. I'm full of them today. Yeah. <laughs> so you're uh, you you're about. An- um, like the Google Home Hub versus the Echo, like the Echo so, one that has a display. Have you the gotten show? yours already? The show, yeah. Oh, oh, the the show, the the small little dot. Uh, the bigger it's one. It's like a bigger one with a screen. screen. It's like a little bit bigger than the um, Google Home Hub. Mm. Yeah, it's a screen. It's a screen battle in this case. Mm. Yeah. No, no. Let's idea. throw. Let's throw the. Let's throw the portal in there. Let's throw the Facebook portal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no idea. Are, are you getting a home, are you are you getting a Home Hub, Jacqueline? I think so. You know, for Black Friday, actually, this is like convenient timing. It's fifty dollars off, so it's only ninety nine versus like one forty nine. Yeah, Good deal. Yeah, uh, read off your entire affiliate link, Jacqueline. <laughs> 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 All right. 
Yeah, right. Um, all right, cool. So we have one last story. Uh, one thing really quick. Uh, and as it turns out, um, Xiaomi has been making so many moves lately. Um, one thing that was not mentioned in this story or one one of our topics uh, was not that Xiaomi bought out really popular Chinese company Meitu. And Meitu makes these phones that are only available in Hong Kong, China, Taiwan that take incredible selfies because they add so like their beauty mode. Oh, I'm you, not the, you mean you mean the Ayano phone? The Ayano phone, exactly. There you go. Um, and um, yeah, it's it. They're all about their selfies, and I was actually really impressed with what they did on there. Even though I'm not a beauty mode advocate, but my girlfriend Isa is is definitely, <laughs> and that's like her favorite phone. Um, but anyway, Xiaomi buying out Meitu means that that phone might have more distribution. So kind of excited about that. But on the other hand, Xiaomi just opened 500 stores in India all at once. Uh, which broke a world record. They are in the Guinness Book of World Records now because of how many stores they opened. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> um, okay, so they, um, I did see, I did see that they are going to open up some new, some other stores and other markets. They did just start in the UK. I saw a Mi store in where were we? Paris when I was there a couple weeks ago, which was kind of cool. Um, and apparently, there's going to be a major US announcement on December eighth, which I only just now. Um, found out via this story um too bad we're not i'm not gonna be there but anyway jacqueline are you gonna be around for for that i think i'm actually gonna be um away for that too oh like what i don't know what they would be doing but like would a me store in the u.s excite you guys um, well xiaomi xiaomi sells a lot more than just phones like exactly yeah they sell scooters which would be perfect in new york they sell apparel they yeah. sell accessories like they've got a lot of stuff and the thing about Xiaomi products is like for example I have their wireless chargers and even if even if that wireless charger does not include a fast power brick if you use any quick charge 3 power brick on it it'll provide fast charging to whatever phone you put on it oh nice yeah if if the phone is compatible with fast wireless charging that charger will provide it and that charger is literally $20 $20. Yeah, they offer it's, really good budget stuff that, like, I feel like if they launched a store in New York, people would just go, like, not necessarily knowing the brand and then just get, like, good tech products that don't, like, break the bank. Yeah, no, no, they don't break the bank. They don't break. Like, oh, my God, like, they're Memix. It's a ceramic phone for 500 bucks. Yeah. Yep. High-end L- specs. Yeah, full spec, like, full everything. It's just the only thing that's bad with that phone is that software. But then they make money out of that software, so I totally understand the existence of it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, though, that's like one of the brands that is really like exciting to me this year. Like, I feel like they have a lot of potential with their devices this year. Oh, yeah. and, like internet. This company is also somewhat invasive um, because there are products that I didn't even know were developed by Xiaomi, and then I look on the side and there's a Mi logo there. The Oculus Go is, is a is a Xiaomi developed product. Yeah, there's are a Mi logo on the side. That I, have an un- I, have a, I have an unboxed mine. Yeah. <laughs> when you're, it's still in its box. <laughs> so when you unbox it and you finally look at the, the invite. Because, <laughs> um, uh, Jacqueline, I don't know if you've, you've probably seen it on social media, right? Uh, yeah. Qualcomm sent out the invites via Oculus Go. Yeah, I which, saw that. That is so cool. I which did, is pretty dope. It's still in its box, dude. And it's in the New York <laughs> apartment. So I'll it see up. it. I'll see it until <laughs> next year. Like, I, I did not have the time to even look at that. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be a so, cool event, I think. That's awesome. It's, it, we, we, went, we went one time last year, and it was, it was pretty awesome. Uh, Brandon, uh, do you have any Xiaomi products at all? Xiaomi. No. No, I, I have to say it right. Xiaomi. 
products. Sh- Xiaomi. No, but it's super interesting to see the wide array of products that they have. You know, they have the uh, smart rice cooker for China, their air purifier. They oh, yeah. even make a they even make a smart toothbrush. It's I'm serious. Yeah. If you go to uh, if you go to me, me.com, it's just unbelievable how many products they have. In their stores, I mean, Josh, we were in Shanghai. Uh, mm-hmm. And so you, if you remember after we did that tower, uh, you know, there was the store below the tower in right in front of, like, the store was packed. And it was so well distributed. It had everything. It had from, uh, what do you call these, like, uh, hoverboards? They had hoverboards. They had, they had absolutely everything. Like, I, they had fans. They sell fans. It's yeah, like, it's crazy how many random things they sell. Yeah, <laughs> and they're all they're all smart devices. They're controlled with Wi-Fi, so you can have the Mi app and control everything. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, exactly. The only problem cool. with that is, though, if they were to open up stores here and start uh, selling their ecosystem stuff, the Mi app has to work here, and I think that's their biggest hurdle at the moment. Um, because I tried using that thing, and it did, it did not work with the smart bulb that I that I got. Uh, and and the other thing too is, up until that point, the Mi app only really worked on Xiaomi phones, which was kind of a weird way, a weird thing that they did. Yeah. In any case. Um, one more thing uh, from Jules over here. Uh, they, while they have a lot of ecosystem sales, smartphones have been their biggest breadwinner. So, thirty-three point three million phones in Q three, and it's a lot, but yeah. it's almost not surprising considering how at cost they sell these phones. At. That's true. Yeah, but I feel like yeah. if I ask my friends, nine out of ten people would not know the brand. Oh yeah, hundred no, percent. It is the hardest thing to pronounce. <laughs> no, yes. that, that's 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 the thing. But in China, they are. They are huge. It's literally fandom. It's like, like I think people in China, they are fans of iPhones first, sadly. Uh, and then second would be Xiaomi. Like, they go crazy over that. And it's, I, like, I, like, their business model is, like, the most interesting. The only reason why Xiaomi is possible is because Google is not in China. That's just the way it is. Because yeah. they control the App Store. And they literally control that apps will pay to promote themselves on the app store and that's how they make their money and that for them a phone is just a terminal whereas they make their income out of uh out of uh out of their stores and you know it's just to give you an idea like most of their executives are ex-googles most of the xiaomi yeah, exe- like their high profile executives all came from google so you know it's they literally it's like if they built the the okay. ne- the next variant of google in in china it's, it's weird that's interesting yeah. actually yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, experience in the Xiaomi uh, upper upper echelon, um, and it, it shows. You know, they're they're a very successful company despite being only in some markets, um, but they're they're going hard in India, and India loves their Xiaomi products. Yeah. Um, all right. So with that, um, those are all of our um, stories for this first segment. We're going to go ahead and go into our break, and we'll be right back. The Bacana Weekly comes to you with the help of Caseta by Lutron. And today I want to talk to you about Caseta by Lutron Smart Lighting Control, brought to you by Lutron Pioneers in Smart Home Technology. With Caseta, you can schedule your lights to come on at dusk, so your family always comes back to a well-lit home. Now, it's not about changing all the bulbs you're going to have to replace from time to time. No, you're not. You're actually going to be changing the light switches. It's pretty easy to do. You just need a screwdriver and 15 minutes. Once that's done, every light bulb becomes a smart light bulb. All you need to do to control them is flick the switch or tell your smart home assistant to turn it on or off. That makes lighting your home fast and easy. How easy? Well, Jules, our producer, has been testing the switches out and it's really helped him out in the morning. Even after six o'clock, it's still pretty dark out where he is, so no thanks to daylight savings time and the coming of winter. But that's why he set his bedroom lights to turn on with his alarm so that he can get up, get showered, pack his bags, and not miss the damn bus to New York 
again. <laughs> In any case, get smart lighting and get it the smart way with Caseta by Lutron. Search for C-A-S-E-T-A or check out Lutron.com to learn more. Caseta by Lutron. Welcome home to Peace of Mind. So uh, we are back, and I actually had an idea for our Black Friday episode. We are going to talk about some Black Friday deals in a little bit, but this is uh, this is an idea that I had for a video that went by the wayside once I got done eating our like luncheon feast yesterday uh, because I just I died yesterday for like four hours. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> after all, after all the food, I'm fine. I'll, I'll be okay. It's just I clearly can feel like my body hates me after yesterday. Um, but I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. And um, I, 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 you know, all of us here on the panel can talk a little bit about what we did on Thanksgiving and whatnot. But um, you can go ahead and say a little bit about that. But what I really wanted to ask everyone is, because it's Thanksgiving or it was, what? What were you most thankful for in this year of 2018 when it comes to tech? And I can open it up. It doesn't have to be smartphones per se, but, you know, 2018, what are you thankful for this year? Uh, let's start with Brandon, actually. I kind of want to start with with uh, Brandon over there. Yeah. Um, so mine is kind of weird, and it's it's not necessarily something that occurred in 2018, rather something I've rediscovered in 2018. That's fine. And it's going to sound really strange, but hang with me for a sec. And... What I rediscovered in 2018 was satellite radio. Ooh. Very strange. But about 10 years ago, I got a new car, and the new car had satellite radio with a free, like, one-year trial. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. Turns out satellite radio 10 years ago was terrible. Um, The audio quality was probably around 100 kilobits per second, which is under CD quality. Mm -hmm. The reception was so poor where if you went under a tree, which you do frequently in the suburbs, the signal would crap out. Um, and then the programming was kind of mediocre. I mean, you got Howard Stern, of course, but uh, besides that, the channels were kind of weird. There was like Top 40, there was jazz and classical and things like that. Um, this year I gave it another try, and it has made my life measurably better. Um, first of all, the, the reception issues are solved. I guess maybe the new, um, the new antennas are much better or the satellites got stronger or something. The audio quality has improved. Hmm. And most, um, most importantly, the content has gotten so much better. There are radio stations with fantastic playlists for really anybody. I'll just give you a couple of examples. They have a channel called Fly, which is 90s hip-hop, like the, the good stuff, like Tupac, Notorious B.I.G., Bone Thugs, like none of this like Black Eyed Peas crap that you hear on the radio today. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So fantastic DJs, great playlists with no commercials, of course. I even found a station for hard rock from the 90s and 2000s. So you got like Korn, Metallica, you know, if you were in a hard rock. It's that was just, a hard left, Brandon. <laughs> oh, it's very different. From yeah. to Come that. on, man. The 90s were great. You missed out. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's so good. And, of course, there are apps on all devices, so you can listen to all your channels in different places. It's $5 a month, which is kind of annoying if you're already paying for Spotify. I was about I to say, Jules was just throwing shade at you. It's an expensive version of Spotify Radio then, huh? <laughs> it's much better than Spotify Radio because human beings are curating these playlists, and they're Ooh. just fantastic. Okay. It's, it's, it's so good. So there's also a lot for. of spoken word content on satellite radio, isn't there? Like, there's, It's almost like there's podcasts, but it's yeah. it's... Talk radio, right? Not not all human beings have good taste, Brad. 
That's the problem. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Present company excluded. We're just, we're just, uh, <laughs> he's just making a general point, Brandon. <laughs> all right, how about you, Jacqueline? What uh, what have you been thankful for in 2018? Um. All right, so I feel like I'm thankful for one device and not necessarily like the device, but what they're doing differently. So I just made a review on the Oppo Find X a couple weeks ago. Nice. And I'm thankful that a company is trying to do something about the notch. And like, while I don't necessarily think that it's like the best thing for the consumer with uh, durability issues and um, an expensive price, I think it's really interesting that the company is like really actually thinking about it so much that they like redesign the way we're using a typical smartphone. So I'm thankful for that, but I'm also excited for what that means for like the future of a bezel-less display. Yeah, you and I are you and I are right on the same wavelength, Jacqueline. Because I was going to say my short answer is my my practical answer is noise canceling headphones. I finally got my first pair this year. It was at the very beginning of this year, and it's completely changed my travel. Like I love noise canceling headphones now. And in my case, I have the uh, Sony Mark IIs. I, I know the Mark Threes are out now, but um, I love those to death. Uh, but I was actually going to say in 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 the video that I was going to do until I food comed um, the. Uh, I'm actually thankful for the notch. Are you like, really? I don't. I may not like it. I may not enjoy it. But it's because of the notch that we have the Find X. True. It's because of the True. notch we have the slider phone back, and it's because of the notch that companies are actually trying new things. So I'll give you in that. a weird, yeah, in a weird roundabout way, I think we have to give a little bit of gratitude for this aberration <laughs> that <laughs> appeared on our devices. Noise. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, with that. exactly. All right, and Jaime. Oh my God. I- Jules, you want to chime in with what you're thankful for first? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think Jules is on mute. But okay, so for me, it's wow. This it's interesting because I don't think I'm actually thankful for anything in particular. I'm just thankful <laughs> that companies are back to being excited about making good stuff. Um, I, we went through a slump uh, over the last couple of years where com- companies were not really making money out of phones. And so it, it, we saw the miss of a few companies. We saw, you know, companies being coming coming up to you in keynotes being like, yeah, phones have gotten weird, but we've got here this really awesome phone, which was just as boring. But, um, you know, uh, it wasn't really anything better. And I'm just I'm happy to be part of a ton of events as I've had and to see this like push and excitement from these companies just working hard on on coming up with better things. I feel that we've. It's like if the period of mediocre products in technology is ending, uh, I've noticed that mm. even less expensive products are really good, like the Poco phone. Uh, I, feel, I feel that these products are necessary. I feel that... Uh, so here's the thing. Um, I come from a very different background. Latin America, most of my friends will go crazy over a OnePlus 6. They can't afford one. Uh, you know, even a OnePlus 6. And so for... To, you know, for them, for them to be able to buy a Poco phone, for example, or stuff like that. I feel like the push that Honor is making over bringing like really high quality products at a less expensive price point uh, for all the changes in design that we've seen. I just I feel that we've got our, we've got the iPhones that cost an insane amount of money. And I'm actually not thankful for that because I feel that technology should de- democratize itself and become more accessible to people and not stupid expensive as it's been in certain products. And so I like the push that other companies are doing in pushing the bar and making every making technology as accessible as possible. Uh, you know, that's me. Yeah. Amen. That's good. 
Yeah. I'm, a, I'm as thankful for job security. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's really great that we have like evolution happening still, you know, because you're right. That slump, we were all feeling it. It was it was pretty rough, to be honest. And we were we weren't sure if we were just going to end up repeating ourselves for the next two years. Yeah, I remember a year ago, like everyone was tweeting like that, like, oh, I'm bored with smartphones. Like what's going to happen? And now we have so many different ones. Yeah. Um, if you're watching the live version of this right now, um, <laughs> I don't think Jaime is uh, is thankful for shoddy internet. <laughs> he's, he's, he's frozen, frozen right yeah. Now. I just saw that. <laughs> well, in that case, I'm going to go ahead and say what Jules is thankful for. Jules, you're a sweetheart. Thank you for saying this. Um, I'm thankful for the people I've met in my career in tech blogging. People like Laura Fagan, uh, Hyoto Huseman, Michael Fisher, uh, Rain Hager, Jacqueline, Brandon, Jaime, and JV, um, and also Stephen Schenk. Uh, shout out to you, Stephen. Uh, uh, we want to get you on the podcast as well, by the way, brother. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was sort of the shift that I was going to make. Like, remember, we're all thankful for all of you as well. Um, you viewers, you listeners, all of you who come to Pocket Now, XDA developers, any of our channels as well. Um, thank you so much for sticking around with us. And um, yeah, so thank you for. Oh, you know what? Now that I just said that, I just realized I haven't been looking at the live chat. <laughs> yeah, I have bad. I'm not listening to our fans. I'm so sorry. Um, I will open that up while we get into our Black Friday deals for today. Brandon, I know you have uh, maybe just a few minutes left. So we're going to go through these deals uh, that have to do with some um, high-profile devices. So would you pass um, or play on these deals that are coming up? Oh, Jaime came back and he's he's moving. <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful for the times when the power doesn't go out in my country, which is not today. Oh, no. Oh, so the power went out. We thought it was just the internet. No, no, no. Power, full power outage. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> That's bad. Uh, <laughs> so let me walk out into the balcony and say goodbye to everybody because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh. guys, it's been great. Yeah, well, thank you, Jaime. <laughs> Hopefully the power comes back on in a little bit. Uh, no, just heading to, I'll just head to a coffee shop. That's the way I do it. Okay, okay, cool. All right. See you later, Jaime. Bye-bye. Oh, boy. So uh, we're going to get into a couple of these here. Um, so the first thing, and we were kind of we were kind of talking about this a little bit before the show. Um, Apple, like if you if you wait for Black Friday to be the time where you buy an Apple product at some sort of low price, you've you've probably been disappointed every single year because <laughs> they just don't do very deep discounts on anything. It's just not going to happen at the Apple store. But this is what we have this year. Um, so gift cards are going to be given if you buy certain types of products. Um, I have them up here. So you can get a $50 uh, gift card if you get one of the older iPhones, anything from the iPhone 7 to the 8 Plus. Uh, you can get a $100 gift card if you get any of the iPads. Um, you can get a $200 gift card for $200. Um, or rather, you can get a $200 Apple gift card if you get a Mac. That's what I meant to say. Um, okay, you, Jacqueline, you said before the, uh, the show that that's kind of cool. Um, but isn't it just kind of disappointing? Like, the Yeah, <laughs> very disappointing. Uh, to be honest, like, I feel like their student discounts are so much better than their... Um, than like their holiday discounts. Mm. Like, I don't, $200 for a Mac, like what does a Mac start at? Like what, like $1,200? I guess that's good because then you can put that into like dongles, which is kind of inevitable at this point. Um, 
which itself yeah. is a sad thing to say. Like, oh, I got this gift card. I can put it towards products that this laptop should have in the first place. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to throw shade. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, Brandon, um, Apple products with uh, the gift card. Like, there are two things that I kept thinking about this. Um, number one, the barrier of entry is very low. I mean, very high, rather. It's not low enough for most people uh, who look towards things like Black Friday to get into these products. But also, even if you buy one of these products, it's an Apple Store gift card. You're still locked into whatever Apple gives. Um, so is this something that you would buy up, Brandon? I'd rather just have a discount on the product itself because if you have a $200 gift card, you're probably going to roll that into like the purchase of another Apple device. I mean, you're not going to like put it in your iTunes account so you can buy $102 apps. You know, you're just going to end up having to buy more Apple products. And I'd just rather have the discount. Like the yeah. student discount's awesome. Because it's clear, right? They'd like, here's the product, and here's a little bit of money towards the towards accessories. another Apple product. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Um, and I can't even really think of a uh, of, of of a. I was so close. I, I said this when after the Apple keynote that happened a little while back. I was so ready to get the MacBook Air if the specs were going to be good, and they just didn't really live up to what I wanted them to be. But that's really the only Apple product that I feel like I would want to get. Uh, maybe the Mac Pro, but that's $3,000, and then you get only $200 on top of that in a gift card. Did you see, though, that B&H is having a giant sale on it right now? On the Mac Pro? Yeah. Oh, I did not see that. I, I don't just need, saw it. I, I, I don't need like... it, so I'm not going to get it, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I saw that on Twitter, though. I think it was, like, a lot off, like, maybe $600 off, like, an expensive one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, up to up to $500 on $4,500 worth of purchases. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that's still a lot of money. Um, anyway, anyway, Brandon is going to go in a little bit. So let's get your thoughts real quick on Metro uh, by T-Mobile. I almost said Metro PCS. It's Metro by T-Mobile. Um, so apparently they're going to be giving a free pair of AirPods uh, when... Hold on real quick. Off goes when they decide when when consumers decide to bring in their own iPhone over to the carrier or they buy a 32 gigabyte iPhone 6s. 6s is a little bit further back in the <laughs> in the generations, but you get a pair of AirPods. Um, are you AirPod users, uh, you guys? Yes, love them. I have multiple. Well, not pairs. right, not right now. Clearly, uh, yes, Jacqueline. <laughs> right now, these are really making me love the AirPods a little more. These are terrible. Um, yeah, no, I love the AirPods. I use them every single day without, mm -hmm. like, question. I feel like the sound quality, I would love it if that was improved on the second gen, but they're just so convenient. Mm. So good. So they are they are incredibly convenient. And by the way, you have to have a $50 or more service plan with this entire deal to even get the AirPods. But they are free, and they are a rather expensive piece of kit that go along with your smartphone. So I wouldn't be surprised if anyone really kind of scooped this up. Um, one quick thought from you, Brandon, uh, before you go. Since this Air, the, the, this, this, these AirPods are being made available, number one, on discounts, and number two, as a freebie, um, if you take up this deal over at Metro by T-Mobile, um, is this a sign that a uh, Gen 2 is somewhat on the way? Like, are, are Apple trying to burn through their stock in order to bring Gen 2 to the market? So a lot of people are speculating. People thought that the Gen 2 would come out in uh, quarter four of this year, but it didn't. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I personally hope so. I want to see what gen 2 would be like for the airpods um so if they're trying to burn through stock right now i mean let's let's bring on gen 2 let's do this yeah i'd be so down for that yeah for yeah, sure it'd be great well with that guys i gotta roll out all right all right great to see you all good brandon good thank you so you. much for coming on adios
All righty. Our next deal for today. Um, so have you played with the Palm yeah. at all, Jack? So I just got it last Monday. But when I initially got it, it wasn't able to be set up or something. But now they just emailed me mm. that we're good to go. So I've seen it. I've held it. But I haven't used it yet. Oh, okay. So it's in your possession, quote unquote. Yeah. I I'm excited, though. I I want to try it out. But it's it keeps it's almost like an oversized smartphone, a smartwatch. In a way. Like, isn't that what the functionality of it is supposed to be like? <laughs> yeah. It's like the phone to keep you away from your phone. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like I may be a little bit partial to it because I, I think it's really cute. Like, it's just like it's so mini and like, <laughs> I just think it's cute. Like, how can you not? So how do you feel about it having to be tethered to a bigger smartphone? Like, is you're, you're, you're basically a two-device carrier at that point, no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily think that there's anything wrong with that just because... Like on the Apple Watch series, like the new one, Series Four, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to buy like ten dollar plan a month if you want to use it. Also, like it's a, like it's attached to your phone. Um, and also, I don't think that you could ever use the Palm phone as your primary phone, anyways. So, would it really make sense to like have its own line? Like, do you really think that you could use a three inch phone every day? Uh, I mean, okay, so it would it would dramatically change the my my daily um, habits. But I'm looking at this photo right now, and by the way, everybody, uh, as far as the Black Friday deal is concerned, uh, Jacqueline already has her, so I guess I'll answer the question of, um, it's exclusive to Verizon, but it's available today and tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Black Friday, uh, for $149. That's half of the original contract price, and $200 short of the full retail price. That's actually a pretty deep cut. Um, So, I don't know, I'd be interested in it for that amount of money, Um, but aren't I'm you saying, on a Oh, I'm sorry. The deal the, the deal ends today. This this article came out yesterday. My apologies. Um, you are locked into a contract, yes. Um, and that is the problem. Um, but as far as like the palm goes in general, I mean, I'm looking at this photo and there's there are icons for everything from Google Photos to Google Drive to the Play Store. Why couldn't I use this as a primary phone? That's the part that disappoints me about this, you know? Like it should have that functionality. If okay, yeah, I can see that actually. Yeah, I love but the I interface. But I also feel like if it was like less, like let's say the phone was priced at one hundred and fifty dollars permanently, no contract. I feel like this phone would sell so well, like at yeah. three hundred dollars. Yeah, that's exactly. a harder sell. I wonder if uh, if uh, <laughs> uh, Jules Jules is down for this phone. He was like, I don't care about any of that. I want it. <laughs> um, that phone with like a good keyboard, like that's that's what that's what would really do it for Jules. Um, I I don't know. I, I I feel like you know if, if if voice dictation were better, like this would be the perfect device. You could like hit that icon and just talk into it. Um, but yeah, you know, it's I would change my habits. You know, and this would probably be like my my new age. Um, my new age, like, like, uh, uh, Zune, <laughs> like I would love to have a Zune again and just have like really good audio coming out of this phone. If it had a good deck, it would be my audio player, no matter what. Um, that's a good point actually. Yeah. Like there, there are certain media, um, things to this device that I feel like would actually propel it a little bit. Like maybe it's an audible device. Maybe it's a, a podcasting device, stuff like that. You could listen to this very podcast on the palm, for example, um, but in any case, we do have one final thing to talk about here, and um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing um, that Samsung did just announce that they have their foldable device. Uh, granted, they did turn down the lights. There's, we weren't really able to get a really good look at it. It looks chunky, honestly, but <laughs> but <Yes. laughs> it looks chunky. That's the that's the biggest problem I have with it. Um, but it it may or may not be like some sort of a game changer. Now, what we have here are many different names for it: the Galaxy F, the Galaxy Flex, 
the Samsung Flex. Are there different names that we can think up of? Um, or is Flex really what we're going to go for? Because LG kind of started it with the G Flex. Yeah, and the G Flex was kind of a different... I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of phones that use Flex. I don't know. I feel like that gets the point across from what it is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Do you think that's a good name? Like, do you think it's going to sell well with like, if like someone said, oh, like, do you have the Galaxy Flex? Do you think that like that gets people's interest? Or like, do you think there's a better name for that? I don't like it being part of the general, like, casual lexicon. Because we've already had that whole phenomenon where people don't even call them Android phones. Like, is that a Galaxy? And then if that were to happen again, someone's like, is that a Flex? And I just just don't like it. It just doesn't sound good to me, you know? And then LG, um, well, Samsung is tentatively naming it the Galaxy Flex, but LG is about to come out with their foldable device. Lord knows they have the G Flex, so they might actually have a stranglehold on that patent, or rather the trademark of that name. Uh, Huawei is starting to get some trademark names done as well. Um, The Mate F, the Mate Flex, (laughs) these are my favorites, the Mate Flexi. (laughs) (laughs) That just doesn't sound good at all. And the Mate Fold. Is Fold, would Fold be... um, I do not like that one. You don't like that one at all? Oh, okay. Like Fold? I don't know. I feel like Flex sounds cooler. Flex. Um, <laughs> Jules is trying to direct you to make me do some sort of dance routine because of the flexi. No, <laughs> gonna, I, I don't know where I don't know where that, that that even came up. I don't have a dance called the flexi. Um, but in any case, he um, <laughs> the oh, the, there's a thumbnail now. Um, okay, so let's take a look, quick look at this. We're getting a little bit meta. Uh, Jules is showing us the thumbnail for today's show. Um, but in any case, like, what would be I don't know. I can't think of any other names. I could. I don't think it's a good idea to just call it F. Let's just let's just get that out of the way first. Like the Galaxy F. There could be way too many jokes about that. People are going yeah. to say things. Uh, Flex is. You're right. Fold may not be great. Does it have to stay with F? Yeah. Could they do a different letter? Well, what what other word like describes what it is? Hmm. I'm not too sure. Jill <laughs> says crease. I love that one. <laughs> the galaxy crease. Yeah, that, that would one's sell good. maybe a total of one year. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, I mean, this is going to be one of those conundrums we're not going to know until maybe CES, MWC. Um, but it's crazy, you know? Like, we we not only have the upcoming flagships that are coming out. I mean, from LG, we're probably going to see another, um, another G-series, another... Though the V-series is going to be later on. From Huawei, they're going to see the P-series. But then alongside these things are going to be these concept phones, like these foldable phones. Like yeah. We were talking about being inundated by phones before. This is going to be a crazy season. Especially because all the phones are going to be like expensive. Oh, like, God, yeah. <laughs> right, they're all going to be really pricey. But, yeah. Yeah, I agree with Someone you Someone said in the group chat that um, Samsung already had a phone called the Galaxy F. I don't know if that's... Like, sure enough, but I feel like, like that, that would have been the. Um, I feel like that would be what was it? The uh, it's like a mid range device, I feel like. And this was from years ago, though, like that's from a long time ago. I remember they had like uh, those lines, kind of like how the LG line has like the L line. I remember they had the L line. God, thank God we don't have to cover those anymore <laughs> because they would always be like more than one variation of each and every one, and it was just yeah. a pain to go through all of them. Um, but yeah, with that, I feel like we went, I feel like we did it. Um, so 
no answers from us over here. So let us know what you think the foldable devices should be called. Uh, you can, of course, tweet us at the hashtag PN Weekly and let us know that. And also, if you're watching the live version, go ahead and get into the comment sections. Let us know that as well. And get on Twitter to tell us what you're thankful for in 2018 as well. Um, so we're going to go ahead and call it on that one. The Weekly is just as much a conversation as it is a show. So make sure you make your voices heard either in the comment sections down below or by emailing us, podcast at pocketnow.com. On Twitter, Jacqueline is at NBT88YT. Now, I understand where that's coming from, but is there like an e- do you just spell it out every single time to people? <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, I'm going through trying to rebrand and get easier <laughs> things. I emailed some people with the at Jacqueline, but no response yet. But yeah, that's definitely something that I'm trying to do. Oh, nice. Well, make sure you follow her all over the place and also her channel as well. A great voice in the tech space. Thank um, you. Yeah, and we're happy to have you on. Uh, feel free to like let us know whenever you want to be on again. And um, yeah, you know, you're on the short list. Uh, like, I t- like I say to most of our, pretty much every one of our hosts, I love everybody who comes onto the show. Um, now, uh, one, of our, uh, one of our mainstays on this show, Jules, our producer extraordinaire, Jules, has been in the booth chiming in from time to time, and he is found at Point Jules. Jaime, who unfortunately had to leave because of a power outage is at Jaime underscore Rivera and Brandon who ducked out a couple minutes ago is at Brandon Mini Man and I of course am JV Tech Tea you know me by now I'm JV I love tech and I love to drink tea Pocket Now is at Pocket Now on Twitter Facebook Instagram and YouTube in English and Espanol where you can find even more news on the Pocket Now Daily and Pocket Now Audio every weekday we would really appreciate your feedback through Google Apple Stitcher Pocket Cast or wherever you might be streaming us because without you we wouldn't have been able to make this show for your eyes and ears for triple three episodes straight. So uh, that's that. And whatever you're doing, stay fresh. Uh, be safe today on Black Friday if you're listening to this uh, <laughs> while you're out shopping. Uh, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving and we are going to see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Thank you again for having me. <laughs> Man, the the day after Thanksgiving is the worst time for me to double down on this uh, angle of camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is definitely not a Michael Fisher angle. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh, you just you, you want to take this picture? <laughs>